Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and we are continuing the celebration of me, of my birthday month, with a look at another band that holds a very, very special place in my heart, and that is New Order. And I am joined again by Danelle. Danelle was with me last week to talk about Violent Femmes, and so I'm very happy to have you back, Danelle, to talk about New Order. So thank you for joining me again. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and happy, happy birthday. Yay. For oh, celebrating thank that. you. <laughs> thank you. And before we talk about what made us New Order fans and mention six, that's right, six of our favorite songs. I'm giving us more than just three this time. I'm being very generous. Uh, maybe be- I think that's because I didn't single out an album this time, whereas I've done that with the other ones. So, yeah, so that's why I'm being I'm being extra generous. Uh, <laughs> uh, but first, I want to give some trigger warnings, and then I'm going to give some facts and a brief bio for New Order that, once again, is coming from Wikipedia. Uh, trigger warnings for suicide, because that'll come up in the bio when I talk about uh, Joy Division, the band they were before they became New Order. Uh, trigger warnings for that. That might, depression might come up personally. Stuff like that. Just those are just going to be my basic two ones. If we have to add other ones, we might add them later. But that to me seems like the only ones that might come up. I don't know if Danelle will have other ones that might come up when we're talking about this as well. But those are just the two that I'm going to give right now. Uh, but here are some facts from Wikipedia about New Order. New Order are an English rock band formed in 1980 by vocalist and guitarist Bernard, Bernard Sumner, bassist Peter Hook and drummer Stephen Morris. The members regrouped after the disbandment of their previous band, Joy Division, due to the suicide of lead singer Ian Curtis. They were joined by Jillian Gilbert on keyboards later that year. New Order's integration of post-punk with electronic and dance music made them one of the most acclaimed and influential bands of the 1980s. They were the flagship band for Manchester-based independent record label Factory Records, and its nightclub, The Hacienda. And they worked in long-term collaboration with graphic designer Peter Seville. While the band's early years were overshadowed by the legacy of Joy Division, their experience of the early 1980s New York club scene saw them increasingly incorporate dance rhythms and electronic instrumentation into their work. Their 1983 hit, Blue Monday, 
became the best-selling 12-inch single of all time and a popular club track. In the 1980s, they released successful albums such as Power, Corruption, and Lies, Technique, and the singles compilation Substance. They disbanded in 1993 to work on individual projects before reuniting in 1998. In the years since then, New Order has gone through various hiatuses and personal changes, most prominently the departure of Hook in 2007 due to personal disputes with other members. In 2015, they released their 10th studio album, Music Complete. In 2023, both Joy Division and New Order were nominated as one act for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, So I'm very excited to talk about this band. This is another one, like I said, that means a lot to me personally. I honestly hadn't been listening to them in a while, though, as much as I used to a long time ago. So this was such a walk down memory lane for me. And I know Danelle has mentioned it was too, so I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, Danelle, what I want to know is what turned you into New Order into a New Order fan? Or when did you become a New Order fan? Yeah. So oh my gosh. Well, we kind of talked about this last week, right? We both mentioned the the guys, the the ex psychos <laughs> that we've had in the past. And yeah, he did introduce me to some good music. So thank you, ex psycho. Um, I liked, I liked some new wave and stuff like that when I was in high school, but I hadn't really been introduced to much of it, to be honest. I was kind of still in my pop phase and, you know, just didn't really kind of go that way very much into, um, alternative music until right out of high school. And then I met him, um, and got introduced to Joy Division and New Order and Bauhaus and Sisters of Mercy and yeah, Dead Kennedys and a few other bands like that. So that's that was my introduction mainly. And I had been in Nine Inch, I kind of discovered Nine Inch Nails on my own. So all of this kind of came in together, and that's how basically I discovered New Order. And I had known a couple of their songs, the more popular songs like Bizarre Love Triangle, you know, things that were more radio hits. And I still like those songs. So I know I'll be a little basic when it comes to picking the songs, but I still do <laughs> like those songs. Hey, there's nothing wrong with those songs. And they're fun to dance to, both uh, Blue Monday and oh, yeah. Bizarre Love Triangle. A lot of their music is really fun to dance to. I used to go clubbing a lot, and mainly I'd go and listen to like 80s music. 80s nights were the best nights, or um, or goth nights were also the best nights. And Lots of New Order. Lots of New Order was played. So, yeah. The person, Chris, who introduced me to Violent Femmes did not introduce me to New Order. I did not start listening to New Order until I was like, I think a senior in high school. But really, I didn't start listening to them until I was right out of high school. Because I um, left a high school and then I was like, I'm going to take a sabbatical for a year. That year turned into quite a few years and I didn't go back to school until I went to film school later in life. But anyway, I moved out of my home and I moved to Boulder, Colorado, because that's where I went to high school, but I was still living in Denver and was on my own for the first time, had a roommate. And I was really, really got into New Order around that time. So I was like 18, 19, that kind of time. It's like, for me, this music and I still loved them into my early 20s and would listen to them all the time. But to me, New Order is very representative of that time when I'm transitioning out of high school and 
on my own and having to pay your own bills. And, you know, I was working Blockbuster and all this stuff. So to me, that's what this music represents. And New Order and Depeche Mode are very linked for me in this time period. Depeche Mode is much more my my favorite and my heart and my soul. But I was listening to New Order and Depeche Mode together, like constantly. So for me, they are very linked to that time in my life. New Order was like kind of like for me, it was like I was discovering this 80s music that I had written off for so long. And I had always been listening to alternative and, you know, like when I was 13, 14, I was listening to like the Pixies and stuff like that. So I was always listening to that kind of music, but I always thought of like New Order and that kind of stuff as like kind of like cheesy which I don't think they are. So I'd kind of written them off and then I gave them a chance and fell in love with them and would listen to some of their albums like nonstop. This, the, them and Depeche Mode and Violent Femmes were on a constant rotation for me. So very representative of my late teens and um, early adulthood for sure. So I want to know, do you have, what's your favorite album? of new orders to know that is really tough um for me with the music that i love of new order it's not on one particular album except for i do i'm weird like this i like some compilations of bands like new order for whatever reason i might like two or three songs from one album and so i like a really good compilation so i think that was the one they released in 90. I want to say let me double check that I think it was 94 yeah uh, there was a, uh, there was a new one that was just released and I haven't checked it out yet in 22 2022 but it was the one in 94 that that's the one that I that I own um, I have a couple of other like mixed tapes from back in the day and then some mixed CDs that have various songs on them but yeah I would say probably the one that got heavily played the most would be my my compilation. Yeah, no, I, you know, it, it was very hard for me with this because there are two that are in competition for my favorite album. And I went back and forth and um, it, between power, corruption and lies and substance. Those are the two. And substance is the, is, is a singles compilation from 1987. And then um, power, corruption and lies is from 83. So I kind of go back and forth between the two, but I am going to have to go with substance. And I and I know that may seem like the typical answer to say, but I think substance has so much to it. And it was a double CD. I remember that so well. And it's got, you know, just the white cover and then um, just the words new order and then substance. And it's just such a memorable cover. I think Power Corruption Lies is a memorable cover too with the flowers and stuff, but that one was just the one that got played the most, I would say. And I liked all the different versions you could get of different songs. And New Order does that a lot. They have different singles, different dance tracks. They have like some of their tracks they'll release without the words. And so you just have the music. And so, and I know a lot of new new wave and a lot of electronic music did that a lot where they would just release like the dance tracks and stuff. And so you get that on substance you'll get that on other albums as well they have a re-release of power corruption and lies that has different versions of some of the songs in there as well but yeah i'm gonna go with substance but it was very hard because between those two 
because those are the ones that I listened to the most. When I was revisiting them this time, I listened to Power, Corruption, and Lies the most. But I'm still going with Substance just because I think it's the one that, I don't know, was my first favorite. So I'm just kind of keeping it as as my favorite there. But uh, but yeah, they, they, they are a lot of fun to listen to. And once again, so much fun to dance to. Seriously, this band is a lot of fun to dance to. So yeah, made me miss dancing. <laughs> Yes, I know. Like doing some research for 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 today, um, I did the same thing. I found myself dancing around my office while I was listening because I hadn't listened to. I'll be honest, I hadn't listened to New Order in quite a while. You know, maybe in a track here or two that would pop up on my Spotify list or um, something like that. But it was kind of nice to kind of do a deep dive again and brought up a lot of memories and a lot of sweaty nights in the dance club. So missing missing those days, mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yep, yep. And even long drives cuz I would I made a lot of mixed CDs. That was something I loved to do. And I would always put a lot of new order on there and I used to go on road trips all the time. I really miss road trips. And I would play a lot of new order too. So, um so yeah, it brought back a lot of memories for me because I'm the same way Danelle. I had like I have songs of theirs in like my Spotify playlists. So everyone so I'll hear those. But sitting down and listening to their albums, I hadn't done that in a long time. So it was like, ooh, flashbacks galore. <laughs> I was like, totally. Yeah, I was back in those days of working at Blockbuster and smoking and going to like, you know, coffee shops and uh, poor, poor servers having to deal with it. Going to coffee shops, you sit there for hours and hours drinking coffee, maybe eating something, but usually drinking coffee, playing cards. That's what I, that's what I kept remembering. And you'd sit there and you're like, those poor waiters were like, the servers were probably like, oh, damn it. I hate it when I get these people because then I'm not going to get that big of a tip and they're just going to sit here. <laughs> and so apologies to all of you. But yeah. And then also the times of, um, because I was living in Boulder, but we would drive down here because Muddy's had closed by that time, but we would drive down and go to, or I think it had closed around that time. We'd go to like Paris or Paris on the Plat was the full name, but I don't know if you ever went to Paris. Yeah. Oh, and we yeah. would hang out in Paris for hours and hours. And I remember specifically the drink I loved and I can't remember the name of it though, but I remember it because it was like this, and I would drink this at like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And it was this espresso with like orange in it. And then it would have an orange slice. And I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was like, Oh, I was so addicted to that. And then sometimes you get the cheese boards and smoking, smoking, smoking. And then like we'd be playing cards. I always had at least two decks of cards with me in my purse everywhere I went. I don't know if you played cards a lot too. Yeah, that must have been a thing for, for, you know, I don't, we did the same thing. Going to Denny's, drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes, playing cards, writing really bad poetry. <laughs> Just <laughs> oh yeah, I wrote a lot of poetry. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I drove from from where I lived all the way to Boulder to go dancing. So yeah, many nights on the hill. Um, dancing at Ground Zero. So I was just gonna say Ground Zero. I bet that's where you went. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was the place to be. In fact, um, a shout out because it's 
It's sad. One of uh, my favorite people from Ground Zero passed away recently, Joey. So miss you, Joey. He was one of the the DJs there and and a dear friend and and just a great guy. So little, little memorance to Joey. So yeah. Yeah, Ground Zero was cool, but hey, we used to go once I turned 21, so I wasn't I wasn't living in Boulder anymore. I was living in Denver. And we used to go to the Deadbeat Club, which had three different floors. And the Deadbeat Club, actually, that if you if you don't know if you're from Colorado, but it burned down. And actually it was a fire and it burned down. But they used to have on the bottom floor, it was like a lot of goth music. And then the main floor, they do like some 80s stuff. And then the other floor, I don't remember what they did. But I used to go there like every like Friday night. And then the church, I would go to sometimes Sunday nights because they had Sunday was goth night. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> this is a total <laughs> – I know we're kind of going on a tangent, but this is what this really reminds me of. It's like that time in my life. And then there was also – I don't know if you ever went to um, – there was one on 8th Avenue here. And I know for people that aren't in Denver, you may be like, uh, but I'm sure you had these kind of clubs too where you are. But there was one called the Snake Pit. I don't know if you ever went to the Snake Pit. And yep. they had, yeah, the, the ladies, ladies drink, like, I think ladies got in for free and then the drinks were really cheap on like Tuesday nights or something. Yeah. And I loved the snake pit because the snake pit was almost always like 80s and or, or goth or something. So it was like always that. So, yeah. So that's what listening to this stuff was reminding me of was that. And we used to, in Boulder, where we used to go for coffee was the Perkins. Uh, there was a Perkins there that we used to go to all the time. Very rarely Denny's, sometimes Denny's, but usually it was a Perkins if we weren't going to drive down to Denver and go to Paris. But Paris was like the place to be. And I wish I could remember the name of that drink. If anyone from Denver can remember that name of the orange, it had orange in it and it was espresso. That's going, I'm going to maybe during when uh, when you're listing your favorite songs here in a second, maybe I, I'll look it up and see if I can find an old Paris menu because sadly – that place has gone too. But I don't know if you know, Danelle, what they did briefly is they actually, uh, when I had stopped going there and then went back to visit like a lot later before they closed their doors permanently, they had opened like a bar section. So like half of it was still the coffee shop and then the other half was a bar and they were like, like serving like bar. absinthe. Yeah. And they had absinthe yeah. and stuff there too. Yeah. Yep. Man. Memories, memories, but Paris, whew, that became my favorite was Paris. It was a great coffee place, you know, if any, if mm-hmm. you felt alienated, if you were, you know, are the weirdos <laughs> of the groups, that's where you could go hang out, man. You could find your, your people there, you know, um, reading books. I mean, it was nothing to see somebody just with their coffee nose stuck in a book by themselves or with a group of people having fun. It didn't matter. You could just go hang out and it was a great place. I didn't get to hang out there as much as I would have liked to because I didn't live in Denver at that time necessarily um, at the height of Paris. But when I moved to Denver, we did go there a few times prior. And then of course, when I moved down, we went there more often, me and a few friends. So yeah, Rock Island, Ground Zero, Rock Island, so many places. Yeah. Deadbeat Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Deadbeat Club was the one I probably went to the most, to be honest. Um, (laughs) And then later on, there was this place called The Heartthrob, which closed. And this was 
not necessarily a great wonderful place, but it was on um it was like in Aurora, Colorado area. And they had and I would go there because they they were like an 80s, 70s club. They were just, that's all they played. So it was like every night that's what they played. And so I used to love that place too, because that was my favorite music to dance to was 80s music. So and it's hard now to find as many places that play that I think, of course, I haven't gone out dancing in forever. So <laughs> And I was like, my favorite thing to do was every Friday, pretty much every Friday. And then a couple of those Sundays and Tuesdays. But yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay. Well, I want to know. See, I'm giving you more than three, Danelle. So I don't know if this helps you with this, but what are six? That's right. Six of your favorite New Order songs. I'm going to go with the, with the, the obvious ones. Bizarre Love Triangle. And Blue Monday, I love those. Um, I've danced many, many nights to those. <laughs> Shell Shock, um, I believe that was on the Pretty in Pink soundtrack. I thought that yeah. was a fun song. Let's see, what is that for now? They gave you four. Yeah, round and round. Age of Consent. That's that was one I was trying to think of. Age of Consent. That's a good one. That's one I like a lot. God, there's so many good ones. I think that's probably close to my top ones, though. I think I gave you six, so. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> See, I give you more, and it makes it harder. Um. Yeah, I didn't really think about it, because like I said, it's been a while, and just kind of going through. It's hard to, for me, a band like New Order, it's like, there's so many different songs that, like, they all kind of fit together, you know, it's yeah. some music. It's just like, I really like, I just like it in general. It's not, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I guess I'm not being very good at explaining it today, but yeah, it's just certain. I never really kind of ranked songs, but with them, you know, it's not one of those bands I caught up. Oh, I really, this song is, is my favorite by them. I, yeah, I just like some of their songs, but Age of Consent, like the ones I listed, I think are probably my favorite. Round Around and Blue <laughs> Monday, Bizarre Love Triangle, and yeah. I understand what you're saying, though, because I think that is um, that is the case, is it is kind of like, I don't know what that is. It's like, I don't know, I was trying to think of the word for it, and now I can't think of it. But yeah, I know what you're saying. It's kind of this... Like there are some bands that you just you really love them, but you can't think of like specific songs. It's just more you love them in general um, because of what they you know represent for you or that kind of thing. I don't know if that's what you kind of meant there, but that's what that reminded me of when you're saying that. Yeah, no, that's a perfect way of saying it. You know, it's more about what they represented. Mm-hmm. than any particular song so you know and, and just getting into 
the the poetry, um, you know, like you touched on, of course, that they came from, were born out of um, the ashes of Joy Division. And one of my all-time favorite covers is, you know, because we talked about, we've talked about our love of Trent and Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite covers is uh, Nine Inch Nails covers cover of Joy Division's um, Dead Souls, which is just freaking phenomenal <laughs> from the Crow soundtrack, um, which is one of my favorite yeah. movies. So, yeah, that cover of that song is just just perfection to me. I love the song. I love Joy Division's, you know, version of it, but Trent elevated it in a way that I don't think very many people could. So, yeah, I liked that cover a lot. And that's the thing is that, you know, when you listen to really early New Order, you can hear Joy Division like clear as day because Joy Division is a lot darker. Joy Division is a lot heavier because, I mean, Ian Curtis was struggling a lot before he committed suicide. And you can hear that. But Joy, some Joy Division songs are like beautiful. You know, I mean, Love Will Tear Us Apart will always be one of the most beautiful songs ever. Yeah. And a shout out if anybody likes Joy Division out there. I, you know, you had recommended it to me and I hadn't seen it yet, but the indie film um, Control was amazing about Anne's life and and the formation of Joy Division and absolutely wonderfully acted, well done film. So heartbreaking film, but very, very, very well done. Yeah, I think it's one of the best uh, biopics. I haven't seen it since it first came out, but I think it's one of the best biopics ever. And it's a really underrated film, I think. But yeah, and I think Sam Riley is so good as Ian Curtis. Oh, he's so phenomenal. Good. Like it was freaky. So yeah. 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 It is freaky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just absolutely phenomenal. And it the, the the movie is heartbreaking. I mean, you really see how tortured he was, you know, in his life and so young. It's just, I, I, yeah, so young. So, but he was a brilliant poet and, and he made, mm-hmm. he made Joy Division what they were, you know, poetically. And, um, and it, it carried over to New Order. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, before I get into my six, which it was hard for me to do, but my six, I did want to mention I've pulled up an old menu of Paris on the Platte. And I want to just describe to you what my favorite drink was. And I want to say the price of this drink from whatever this menu is, was $2. $2, okay? You could never oh get a drink God. like this for $2 now. And the drink was the Cafe Fantasia, which I was – I'm reading this. I'm like, I drank this? Oh, my gosh, Erin. And it was equal amounts of hot chocolate, steamed milk, and espresso poured over a fresh orange slice topped with whipped cream and grated orange peel. And it would be in these pretty big cups. And it was $2. $2. (laughs) Can we go back to that, please? Two dollars? You can't even. I get swear, like- I had that same drink. I kid you not. I swear, really? I had that same drink. It sounds really <laughs> familiar to me. So, yeah, two bucks, and now that would be like ten dollars. Like, I know insanity. there's no way you can get that drink, and it wasn't a small drink. Okay, it was. No. It was pretty. I cannot believe I drank that though. I'm reading those ingredients. I'm like, oh my gosh, and I drank that at like midnight, two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Diabetic coma, here we come. Yes. And then also just wired. I'm like, I I cannot imagine doing that now. 
Oh my god, that would be horrible. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I can't get away with that now. No, 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 no. Um, okay. Well, my six favorite, my absolute favorite New Order song is. This is number one, and I couldn't not put it on the list here, is Your Silent Face off of Power, Corruption, and Lies. Um, and then I also mention uh, Leave Me Alone, which is a really sad song at the end of Power, Corruption, and Lies. It's the last, it's the last track. Uh, Subculture, which is, um, I love the music. It's very like, in the end, you will submit. It's got to hurt you a little bit. Uh, and there's several different versions of it. And I, I just, I love it. It's got that submissive thing. You know, you know me, people. And then off of Substance, uh, Ceremony, which is like pretty much the first track. Love that one. Lonesome Tonight. And then Temptation. That was really hard. Uh, and I do, I do want to say, I do love Blue Monday, and I and I do love Bizarre Love Triangle. Blue Monday, I like more than Bizarre Love Triangle, but I do love those two songs. And there are, of course, tons of other songs that I mean, there are quite a few on here that I did not did not name. So those are my six favorite. But like I said, there are so many more that I could name. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, I want to know. I know. For us, this was a trip down memory lane, so we hadn't necessarily been listening to the albums of New Order for a while, but I still think they can have an impact, like a lasting impact on, of course, on music. I mean, New Order has had a lasting impact on music. Uh, they were, you know, huge in the electronic scene and the dance music scene, so they've had a huge impact on that. But what has New Order's lasting impact been on you personally, Danelle? I think for me, it's just that time in my life, you know, coming of age, hearing that kind of music, it opened my mind to more poetic music. Um, as I was expanding my musical tastes, I'd already been into Depeche Mode and The Cure by that time. Um, so finding these bands that were a little more edgy um, because especially early New Order is, you know, it's more edgy. It's not as melodic musically as some bands. So it kind of expanded my taste a little bit. You know, it wasn't about the hardness of the music, but it wasn't that melodic, poppy stuff that, I mean, I love Depeche Mode, but they, they, their music is melodic in a lot of ways. And it's got this prettiness to it. And some of New Order, New Order's music doesn't. You know, Joy Division was the same way. They wasn't pretty all the time. So I think it just opened my mind to that. For me, it was just a lot about dancing and just enjoying music that I can move to. And yeah, it just, it takes me back to <laughs> that time, um, hanging with friends and being young and, um, you know, full of angst <laughs> and shenanigans and, um, just having a good time and, and, you know, all of those, all of those things. Yeah. I like, um, I like the way you described their music, but I like the way you said how it wasn't like, it's a little bit harsher, not harsher, but harder and like not as melodic because I think, I think what people misunderstand honestly about new order is I think people just kind of look at new order as just like dance music and that there's no substance, no pun intended there to what their music is. 
And when you really like look at their music and you listen to the lyrics and you read the lyrics and you really focus on them, there is so much more going on with them than I think people really realize. And there's a lot of deep messages and there's a lot of darkness and a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff about, and, and it's not that, Hey, Depeche Mode's music has a lot of darkness in it too, but there's like this harsher tone to New Orders. It's almost like, um, it's almost like, especially more in their earlier stuff, I think, and especially when they were like kind of moving, starting to move away from Joy Division, but they still had the Joy Division in them where it was like kind of like this, um, doesn't make sense necessarily together. Like the music wouldn't always make sense. Like the tones didn't always go the way you thought it would. Or like you wouldn't think with the lyrics that it would be that specific melody. Or like there are songs that will start out like very like harder and more depressing. And then they go very light and fluffy, like the music. And that happens a lot in New Order songs. And so I think it's like, you're not sure always what to expect. But I do think their lyrics are actually a lot more powerful than people give them credit for. I think they just think of them as dance music because, you know, this was like a band that for me, listening to their music and a lot of their songs, especially like songs like Your Silent Face and Leave Me Alone and stuff, when I was going through any kind of depression or sadness or you know, like, you know, things weren't going my way or especially love stuff. Listening to New Order was like kind of, kind of helped a lot with that. Or I could cry a lot with this music in a good way or sit there and close my eyes and just sing along with it and feel the music and feel it through me. And that's been the interesting part when I was revisiting is just like putting my headphones on and really just losing myself in the music and remembering what that was like when I first discovered them and what it was like to sit there and get lost in their albums and in track after track and the way each track would lead to the other one and getting lost in that very quiet, lovely, almost love song, melodic thing, and then the very quiet, depressed thing, and then the very upbeat dance thing and then the almost angry thing and they kind of have all of that and you can find all of that sometimes in one of their tracks so that's what's always been so interesting to me about them and listening to them and if you ever want to hear another an interesting version of the song blue monday is there was this band called orgy i don't know if you ever listened to them to and they did a version of blue monday that is a lot harder <laughs> than uh the new orders version yeah, so if you ever want to hear a different version of Blue Monday, that's a very good version. But yeah, and and New Order, you know, was featured in quite a few, like, I think a couple of John Hughes picks, not just Pretty in Pink, but I think it was in a couple others. But I know Pretty in Pink there was. Um, I think there was even more than one New Order song, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm probably wrong. Everybody, you can correct me on that. But yeah, so they just, their lasting impact was just... Um, looking at something that I thought was shallow and finding the deeper meaning in it. And then also they were one of those that I could just get lost in and feel the music in every cell of my body kind of thing. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well, and I don't know if Danelle played because I don't know if she saw that it was back on the outline. But we are we are back with Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock. So, and also while we were away, Finn Whitrock celebrated a birthday. We didn't get to do Finn Whitrock trivia this year, but next year we will be back with Finn Whitrock trivia night, which we did last year. We still adore you, Finn. You are still our vice unofficial mascot. That just means that if Christian effing Bale ever lets us down, which he never will, but if our unoff- unofficial mascot ever lets us down, you take the mantle. <laughs> you become the unofficial one. So you're the vice mascot still right now. But we love you, Finn. Finn Finn has a lot of uh, movies coming out this year and next year. And there's one where he's playing a serial killer that I'm really, really curious about. And I'm, I can't remember the name of it now. I should look that up while we're doing this. But um, so we will probably be covering some of Finn's work. And I want to give a shout out because I haven't been able to give shout outs because of the strike. But um, to one of the best, if you're a Finn Whitrock fan, you really should be following Finn Whitrock Source on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, the woman who runs it is a really, really good person, really sweet, and puts a lot of work into doing this for free. She's organized like Q&As with Finn. She's amazing work. So if you are a Finn Whitrock fan, please make sure to follow her. If you can't, if you're having trouble finding the account, we're following them. So you can just look on our account. Um, But anyway, so we are back with six degrees of Finn Whitrock. So Danelle, I'm trying to judge by your face if you played this at all. And I have a feeling, no. No, you did not. You did. I did. I did. Yay! I think I I have this. Okay. First time. First time, folks, that I ever did play a And you said with Finn to Trent Reznor, right? Is that? No, to New Order. Oh, I put Trent Reznor on here by accident because I hadn't edited it because I was doing a copy of another one. So since I did that, it's my fault. It's supposed to be to new order because it's supposed to be to what we're talking about. That's my fault because I did not edit that out. I usually will put what we're doing. So if you did that, though, that is fine because this is your first time playing it. So, yes, you can definitely do to um, to Trent Reznor. Go for it. They share the same birthday. I think they share the same birthday in October. Is what I was able to find. Wow, they they do? I think so. I didn't know they shared the same. No, no, they don't. They don't. Oh, no. Well, maybe it's just the same birthday month then. I'm sorry. Well, see, I didn't even play it. No. It's not the same birthday month. Well, what? what, Trent Reznor is May 17th, and then Finn Whitrock is um, October um, 28. I thought I said that his birthday was, I uh, see, I messed up. So, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but you tried. Yeah, but I you tried. tried. 
I gave it a, I gave it an effort. <laughs> Thank you. That's the important thing. You tried. And the music ones can be harder, but you tried. You tried. That's that's what really counts and matters here. So, yes. So, what I did is I used the movie Control because to me it's adjacent because it has to do with Joy Division and uh so I, Samantha Morton was in um Control. And she was also in the movie She Said with Carrie Mulligan, who was in the movie Promising Young Woman. There are lots of ways you can use Carrie Mulligan, actually. But she was in the movie Promising Young Woman, which we did an episode on that a couple years ago. Go listen to that. I I love that episode and I love that movie. And also in that was Max Greenfield, who, of course, was – everyone knows Max Greenfield from New Girl. But Max Greenfield has also been in a lot of Ryan Murphy productions – and so, oh, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to. Uh, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. He was spinning on a lot of Ryan Murphy productions, including American Crime Story, The Assassination of Gianni Versace, which is one of the few ones of Ryan Murphy's that I don't have that much of an issue with. And who else was in there? Mr. Finn Whitrock. So there you go. They've also been in other things together too, but hey. <laughs> There's that one. So I'm happy to have that back. And I was going to look up that movie that Finn has that's coming out that I'm really excited about called Don't Move. And it's about, it follows a seasoned killer played by Finn Whitrock as he injects a grieving woman with a paralytic agent. So she must run, fight, and hide before her body shuts down. So I'm very curious about this one. Sounds interesting. Yeah, we, we as you know, we will always support Finn Whitrock. We have our Finn crew. I know some people that are uh, panelists. Some some people have just recently just watched their first Finn Whitrock movie. Uh, <laughs> some people aren't familiar with him. I understand. And there was always the ongoing joke that we would people would say his name wrong. So where would people start, Aaron, if they want to become a Finn Whitrock crew member, right? If they want to join the party, where would you have them start with his body of work? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I mean, if you're not going to watch American Horror Story, which I recommend not watching American Horror Story, honestly. I mean, I've watched so much of it. It's one of those that I just, I'm like, get away from me. But he is really good in season four is the first time he's there as Dandy Mott. And he's really, really good. And he's and he, I love him in season five as Tristan. Um, but if you're not going to do the American Horror Story route, I would say he's done a lot of really good independent work. Uh, there's this movie called The Submarine Kid that he actually wrote. He co-wrote. That's a good one. Um, I would say there's a really good one that's an independent love story. It's like a rom-com, time travel-ish movie. I really love it. It's like really kind of surprised me called, uh, let me just get to it here. Um, You can also watch, we covered the big short last year for Christian Bale month or actually earlier this year, excuse me. And he's in the big short Uh, long weekend. That's this rom-com. That's really good. Uh, A mouthful of air, which was one of my favorite movies from last year um, or a couple of years ago. And I do want to say a caveat with a mouthful of air Trigger, 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 trigger warning for uh, suicide. Heavy trigger warning for suicide. 
Uh, Amanda Seyfried is fantastic in that movie and um, trigger warning for postpartum depression and for depression and all sorts of stuff like that. So big trigger warnings on that one, but that's a really, really fantastic one. He's really good in Ratchet too. I don't really necessarily, I have issues galore with Ratchet, but he's good. Locating Silver Lake is another indie film. I have, I'm kind of so-so on the movie, but he is so good. He plays kind of a cult leader and he's really creepy. He's the best thing about the movie, I think. Uh, but those are some to start with. There are other ones, of course, but I, I'll i give those. So I'll stop there. Um, is there a bunch of other great movies that he's been in that he's just had like small little parts in? But I'll stop right there. So, yeah. Yeah. So that should that should get you started. <laughs> Yay. Okay. I have homework. <laughs> <laughs> and all of you out there have homework too. Yeah. You can quiz me next time I'm on. Be like, did you do your homework? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And last year I got to see him in a play in LA for my birthday as part of my birthday celebration because I'd gone to Las Vegas to see Magic Mark Mike and then which was so much fun and then went to LA and Tiff and I went and saw 222 a ghost story and he was it was so much fun to see him on stage he he went to Juilliard if people don't know this he is a graduate from Juilliard he was accepted to Juilliard twice he didn't go the first time because he had gotten like a part on some show or something I know and then he got accepted again and then he went, wow. of course. And and he's one of those also that got his start on soaps. He was on All My Children. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we just continue talking about Finn Wittrock, uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. So thank you so much, Danelle, for joining me for this one and for joining me last week as well. It was a ton of fun. So if you want to just let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, so you can find me on the webs, on Insta, let's see, Discord, and TikTok as Draven Pearl. Pretty simple. So come by, say hi. Awesome. Uh, and this is Erin. And remember, you do not want to follow me, um, but you do want to follow Fergie on TikTok because she's adorable. So go follow her there at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S C H R O E. D-E-R, wait, S-C-H-R-O-E, D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. Yes, it's long, and even I was forgetting it, but it is worth it. There is also, in case you didn't know, there's a link to that TikTok in our show notes, so you can easily just click on that, too. Uh, be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod, no, it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. On TikTok, where we have some new TikToks up at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, please feel free to reach out to us at It's a Fandom Thing Click the contact us button there. That'll shoot us an email and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. And while you're there, consider becoming a Patreon supporter today for as little as three bucks a month. You get great bonus content, ad free episodes. You will soon be able to, before the regular podcast, you'll be, listeners, you'll be able to hear our over three-hour discussion about the movie Barbie. I'm not positive when that'll be released on Patreon. I'm thinking December as a Christmas present. But I'm not even sure when it'll come out for the regular podcast. So if you want to see an unedited video version 
of our discussion of Barbie, you'll want to become a Patreon supporter today. So click the link in our show notes or on our website, click the support us tab there. And the best way you can support us in any indie podcast, remember, rate us five stars on Spotify and iTunes and share, 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 share. That's the best thing you can do for indie podcasts out there. So thank you to everyone who has done that. I appreciate it. And thank you so much. It means a lot to me. And a couple of announcements for next week. Our next episode, our next pop culture and fandom news episode next Wednesday is our 400th episode. That's right. Four zero zero. And I can't even, uh, this is so bizarre to me. And I mean that <laughs> in the best way. I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. So we will be, of course, talking about that. Paula and Susie are going to be on there. We are going to be doing some sort of live stream only celebration. And also we're going to celebration of my birthday. We kind of do that. Uh, I'm not sure when it's going to be. It might be the weekend this episode is dropping that you're listening to right now. I'm not positive, but more information on that soon. But yes, so 400th episode, it's mind-blowing to me. and Amazing. <laughs> thank you. And I'm happy to say that we are going to wrap up my birthday month uh, and really say on the week of our 400th episode, it's not our 400th episode, but releasing that week, uh, Paula and Susie are going to be joining me to discuss for an in-depth discussion of the character Dean Winchester from Supernatural. Now, the reason I wanted to do this is because we recorded episodes discussing Supernatural a few years ago. I went back and listened to those because I've been re-watching Supernatural, and I really am not happy with a lot of those episodes. Not because of my panelists, but because of me. There was a lot I wanted to say, and I held back and didn't say it because I didn't want to upset other people or whatever. And so there was a lot more I wanted to say, especially about Dean. And Dean Winchester is my all-time favorite fictional character, means the world to me. So we are going to be gushing over Dean Winchester. So if you are not a fan of Dean's, you probably don't want to listen to it when it comes out. But, you know, and there will be other things that I'm not as big a fan of that you, that you might be a fan of in the show. But I will give warnings ahead of time. But we're just going to be talking about everything that we love about Dean so it's just going to be a deep character analysis. I don't know if we'll be doing any critiques of Dean. I excuse stuff Dean does that I know is not good. I can't help it. I just do. I know. Whatever. Um, and I'm sure we'll be talking about Jensen Ackles as well. And then pretty soon, we're going to have our Christmas month. Or well, we only do one Christmas episode. So we're going to have December. We didn't have to change anything because of the strike. And so I will let you know next week what that schedule will be for December. But until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter, and Stop Asian Hate. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.